you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Jalen Samuels is the back. It's Roethlisberger. Fires, and it's caught for the touchdown. Smith-Schuster. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave, Dave Damashek. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Ready to chop it up, the game of pro football, and perhaps more importantly, the game of life. With our pals, the Iron Four here during your sequestration, all your sequestration needs addressed. Thanks to, first of all, the voice of your Los Angeles Chargers. Also doing gangbusters work with his guy, Petros Papadakis, iHeartRadio, PMS, track it down. It's Matt Buddy-Smith, everybody. What's happening? uh, What's happening, Dave? It's good to be back. Uh, The Iron Four, I like that. It's a pretty good nickname. Yeah, well, Steel Curtain's already taken, so, and uh, yeah, as you heard there, it's time for rejoicing for those who support uh, things black and gold and gold and black, because Ben Roethlisberger's out there slinging the ball around. Maybe we'll kibitz about that a little bit, but I do want to say that coming. Well, listen, what I really want to do is the more important matter at hand is after the successful go-round a week ago with us on the world of music, I think we solved all questions related to music maybe we can dip into some movie talk here and uh, to join us as always uh, to weigh in on all the important stuff from his manse somewhere in uh, winchester california but uh, by way of course of london england he's our resident miami dolphins fan it's handsome hank how are you hi dave hi i'm good thank you how are you i'm Were doing you well on that hat before you put it on Hank, was no, this like underneath? Okay, I, I need to ask you guys a question, and this is not going to translate at all for our podcast listeners, but I trust you three, maybe with the exception of Eddie. I'll just post a photo uh, of as, it. Post as a much as anyone. Okay. I really like this hat. Like, I like the design of the hat. It's kind of, um, it's the old Dolphins logo um, 
which is obviously beautiful. And I can't wait until 2021 when hopefully they'll go back to it. It's on like a denim, like light denim um, colored. And then it's got the, but there's something about the shape of the hat that it looks ridiculous on my head. And I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's my head or if it's the hat. I like the hat. I like the idea of the hat, but I don't think it's executed well. Or maybe my head, there's something wrong with my head. No, you've you got guys a beautiful, think? you've got a handsome yeah. head. We've, we we agreed on that of, long ago. Is, is nice this, is, well, but but yeah, something I, that, is it the brim? Is it? Yes. I, I've also, I think you got you got I think you got to bend the brim a, a little. No, no, other brim. way. Yeah, you no, don't no, want but it was brim. It was a flat brim. I've, I've bent, I've done a lot of bending here and it just, it, yeah. something about it that I think, doesn't uh, i think you hit it on the head there hank that's supposed to be a flat biller flat that flatten yeah. that bill out and then pull it over the top of your yeah, ears but then that looks for but i'm saying unfortunately yeah you bought you bought off. a flat bill hat as, yeah. as eddie is laughing hysterically handsome. hilarious you old man <laughs> yeah, handsome <laughs> uh handsome <laughs> turned uh, 31 a few weeks back i believe and uh therefore true. he exceeds the um the high-end age to wear the flat brim you look ridiculous. i can't wear a flat brim well you look but right, i love the it? hat too much i love the you, hat you can the hat Hank, actually no. all you have to do is come down to huntington beach and you can wear the <laughs> flat and you're good it does not matter how how old you are you can flatten that thing out and you can just roll main street in huntington beach and you will be embraced high five you'll get a nice slurpy drink at one of the bars you're good Drive a truck with a Monster Energy logo. Exactly right. Little little box. This is a great question. First of all, handsome. Denim is a no, but at least uh, in a glass half full kind of way, at least it's not corduroy. That the, that's. Uh, Do you remember the there was a time like I would say kind of 1991? I, I I bought some of these. I, I remember. Um, I think I told you guys on a on a podcast a few weeks ago that the Lions were my second favorite team growing up, partly because of Barry right. Sanders. I like the colors. They came and played in London, and I would say probably 1991 against the Dallas Cowboys, maybe. And I got they had a corduroy with the old lions. You know how they had that script, which was very kind of oh yeah, I love it calligraphy kind of thing. Corduroy like light blue corduroy. I love that hat. I don't know where it is. I need to. It wasn't. It wasn't calligraphy. It was. It had the print Detroit and the lions yeah. cursive. Those were the yeah. best hats. Those were the yeah. best hats. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm yeah. Those ones were, but I'm not talking about those. Remember, the lions had like that very blocky. Um, yeah, oh, look, right, they're, right, they're right, actually right. I that got script you. was great, but it was like blue corduroy with I that in dark blue across it. God, it was a beautiful hat. I remember exactly, but that had to be confusing for a young handsome Hank who wasn't all that familiar with pro football to see the lions well, and, and the cowboys against each other. I mean, they're basically why? it's like. Because it's like seeing the Los Angeles Dodgers play the Kansas City Royals. They're kind of like that, uh, the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. They're so mm, similar. Yeah, okay. I get I get your point, maybe. Um, so, uh, on the same line, just very quickly, I've been watching my kids. Um, have you ever watched the movie Swiss Family Robinson? The old, oh, yeah. old 1960s old Disney, Disney classic. movie. Yeah, Disney classic. I watched that with my kids the last couple of nights. I'm very confused because they apparently are in the Malay Peninsula is where they, they they're both is shipwrecked but they are on an island which has a very broad selection of animals that um that don't necessarily reflect what you would expect to find there including lions tigers zebra sure, elephants sure. um everything that that wouldn't necessarily be there i don't know would you just the way you were saying about cowboys and lions mm-hmm. i thought that's where you were going is like why would hey, cowboys be fighting lions? i got uh, i got one word for you hank mm-hmm. pangea pangea 
Pangea. Yeah, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Well, they, they try to explain it away with a land bridge, but I'm not sure that a land bridge would necessarily account for the lions and zebra. When it all broke apart, that one yeah. little spot had everything. Everything. Okay, is, is everything yeah. pulled apart yeah. from one another. Yeah. We have to um, treat spaghetti like uh, our sounding board here for, for youth. I have a few questions for him related to fashion and otherwise spurred by Handsome's um, – <laughs> hat thing there that's that's yeah, interesting that's but um i will that's say terrible. though Thanks, a little how about first of all to the gang here uh, to the fathers amongst <laughs> us um well now see now we all had hats on i had my no, pirate hat off, I'll show I'm, my taking my hat, I'm taking my hat off money was just so rude about my hat I just you had your dolphin's hat uh, money hat i don't know what that hat was it was and, a dartmouth um, cap ah supporting the brand what, the dartmouth shovels the uh, the Dartmouth Big Green that is a uh, uh, like a shovel. A, yeah, that is a tree. If you see the detail there, there you go. There's the uh, there's the back. It's a nice That's hat. Awesome. I like that. I like that very much. Hat. Really comfortable. And then yeah. spaghetti appears to be paying tribute to the hat collection of uh, of Marv Albert there with the <laughs> not wearing a hat, but it is so it is so crooked. That thing that's sitting on top of your head, I find that hard to imagine that's made of human hair. But it's it is, Lego, right? Lego hair. It's terrible. She did a miserable job on it. It's so crooked, but whatever. Why do you not just shave your head, Eddie? Because it's been like a week now. It's, it's, it is what it is. Now it's going to start growing back. It's, the it's sides are getting better. better. Well, no, it's not. A question of morality, more for the uh, for the fathers here, and then I want to ask a couple questions for Spaghetti. But um, I, it seemed like I ran afoul of morality or something or good parenting because um, <laughs> because my current wife discouraged it. And I said, listen, we got to watch because uh, I, I, I told the 11 year old Jean-Claude Van Damashek, I was like, you know what movie you'll love is as he enjoys sci fi and everything. You'll love The Matrix. And uh, and she said, oh, that, that's too violent. You can't show an 11 year old that movie. Sure. And I said, is that right? OK. <laughs> and then I showed it to him and then he reported back to his mom that uh, that he watched the matrix and she agreed with the current wife the ex and the current agreed like what do you you can't show an 11 year old the matrix did, did, what do you think any, was any, feedback, any feedback from the future wife as well did you, did you... <laughs> <laughs> you've got to get you've got to she's get listening right now yeah, she's listening right now drop me a line i won't meet her for another like <laughs> a, given my rate of success with women like once a decade decade right. and a half or so one woman from the human species will look my way and be like, I guess, fine. I guess. Um, and so then you're anyway, on the hook for more kids. That's right. Um, okay. uh, no, the Matrix is, is yeah, for 11-year-old, it's too much. Is it? I mean, I just felt like it was so, uh, I guess, I, I kind of had forgotten the last part. But the overflow, I thought, well, you know, when he, when he and she go into the place and they have all the guns and they shoot it all up. But is it uber violent? It's just like a bunch no, of I, I think it's, bullets I think flying it's, around. but more the existential question that it raises, right? I think that could twist your kid's brain into a pretzel, right? Like, hey, am, am I living in a simulation right, right now? Like, is that what this whole thing is? You know, I think that I, I made that mistake with my youngest. Uh, and she still, this was like four or five years ago, you know, when she started asking me the religion questions and I presented her with a multitude of options that some people believe, you know, what is the meaning of life? I said, you know, some of people think this is just a big computer program and we're just a giant simulation. And oh boy, was that a mistake? Uh, to this day, we st I still get, you know, dad, I, I think maybe I, I got a glitch in my periphery. I'm like, oh boy, this is, uh, that was, that was not wise. And by the way, Dave, if you want to feel better about yourself, my youngest, uh, who is 12, 
soon to be 13, uh, has now watched, I think, in quarantine, uh, A Quiet Place. Uh, she's watched all the screams, uh, which are, you know, to some degree oh. graphic. And so, those are, yeah, those are that. That's yeah, the word. Yeah. Knives being plunged into human beings. Exactly. So, you know. I guess I'm terrible too, but I, that happened to me when I was a kid. Like <laughs> I was a, I was a latchkey kid, which nobody knows what that means anymore because everybody's doors are locked and dug, dead bolted and alarmed and all that. But I would roll in and just pop on the old movie channel, which would play R rated movies during the day. And I mean, I was watching the Hills have eyes. I spit on your grave, Fanta- phantasm that all of those horror films at a very young age. And I think I turned out perfectly uh, so you know i, I think <laughs> can't you're argue with there. the results yeah i guess yeah. that's true for me too yeah when my uh my you know I, when i was 13 to 18 most weekend nights friday saturday nights the parents would go out on at least one of those nights and both of my sisters one older one younger than me also had social engagements but dave dave and his tv that's those were those, that's how I spent my weekend nights. And um, yeah, sometimes we watched movies that were a little bit too scary. I would get petrified sitting alone in the house by myself. Oh, yeah. Right here. Fantastic. I remember, watching, I remember watching a movie called Pet Cemetery. And I, in the oh, end, yeah. I, had, I, had to, I had to switch it off. And then the next day when light had returned to the world, I, uh, I said, all right, now I'm, now I'm ready to watch this. It turned out there was only 30 seconds left of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Scariest movie of all time, Handsome, you start. Uh, I think it's, I mean, like in the moment, it may not be the scariest movie, but my reaction, the m- most scared was Pet Cemetery. I, cause I, I was, I was at home. I was probably 10 years old. I watched it by myself. Same kind of stories that you guys were just telling. And I'm, I had to switch it off cause I was too scared. And then, you know, I was still at the age where I had stuffed animals in my room. And I remember waking up in the night and there was uh, stuffed at whatever. And it was right there and it was in the moonlight. And I was like, Oh my goodness! The pet cemetery has come to my room, and, and no, that was almost it? the end of my horror movie. I don't. I I very I've watched very few horror movies since then. There, you know, obviously, if you add an Englishman to any picture, it adds gravitas. The 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 British uh, accent and to, a to our American as well to our American <laughs> ears. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, it, it, you know, like I say, it it feels weightier when delivered by. Uh, Ben oh, Kingsley yeah. or otherwise. Um, oh, yes. The um, is is the opposite true for English people, or is it like those Americans? Those Americans are untamed. Like, we, could you watch like Friday the Thirteenth and feel like we can never go there because if we find ourselves on the outskirts of their concrete jungles, we'll be murdered right quick. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think partly, but look, I mean, Jack the Ripper, the, the same thing, right. the kind of the, the, the foggy streets of London. Mm. I'm sure you guys have watched movies like that, that then make you think the same thing in return. So, you know, what I think what you we have more in the UK, more kind of like straight up killers. We're just going to we're just going to kill you. You've got some kind of weird weirdos, like weird creatures yes. in your horror movies mm. that, you know, might pop out from around the corner. That's more like oh, look, it's a tiny doll that has a knife that's going to stab you. Or, or you know, it's a, a man with very sharp fingernails. Oh, um, my friends and I snuck beers in, some cans of um, Iron City into the uh, Monroeville Mall uh, <laughs> movie theater to watch Child's Play. And the giddiness of sneaking beers in plus, you know, getting to almost the bottom of one beer. Doll. 
And yeah. then when he turn when that head turns around on that oh, doll, yeah. it's like, I'm gonna kill you, you rah, rah. I mean the hysterical I be laugh. Your friend. Of, that has to be one of the top ten laughs I've ever had in my life. It was the first time that <laughs> oh, yeah. thing that thing's head like, I'm gonna kill you. Like, well, it's, <laughs> it's a little while well, I can just lady, punch you it. can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um money, you're I always scares Yeah, me. I always so I, you know, like I said, I, I was terrified regularly as a child and I was just a glutton for punishment. But I think, and even to this day, you know, I, I think it still holds, but the, the white trash serial killers always freaked me out. And maybe that's because I grew up as white trash. So I felt like I was surrounded by them, but like the Texas chainsaw massacre, the scene mm. where the white trash kids are getting the white trash old man to try to lift his hand with the hammer to bash the kid in the head, like, oh, you can do it, old man. Here, just just try to hit her a little bit harder. And she's, you know, just terrified when he throws the chick on the meat hook. You don't see that coming. Um, and then, like, even even in, in my uh, adult years, watching, like, The Devil's Rejects, I just always, it just always did not sit well with me. Like, oh, yeah, these these people exist. They live in these crappy trailer park communities. And God forbid you have to take a leak and you pull off the freeway. Uh, if you're driving across the country, they are going to crawl out from the woods, uh, you kill you and you'll never be heard from again. <laughs> and those were always the ones that sat with me, that stuck with me. The, yeah, the hills right. have eyes, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The monster ones didn't spook me as much for exactly. Yeah. Freddy Krueger didn't, right. you know, plague me as much as like just a person out there doing that like right. halloween the first halloween when he shows up in the frame of the door as a oh, yeah. silhouette and he's got the thing over his head and and uh is it the girl the girl's like oh come back to bed and, he, and you're like oh you don't know what you're doing lady he's gonna he's gonna knife you i i feel like um the uh the one that people go to a lot but the experience for me with when a stranger calls is somebody told me the story first oh, and that spooked me something yeah. awful like the the calls coming from coming from inside the house it, it is is so terrifying but mm. then again like you say i would turn the team i would get so scared watching by myself i would turn it off and i remember once i turned off one of those early 80s like phantasm kind of uh horror movies and i turned it off and it landed on a commercial from back in the day where the lady had asthma and she's true, but this was that up the context of it. I just landed on a woman holding a match at the at arm's length and trying to blow it out with her wheezy kind of breath. And she's like, I, I just remember like she's like, Ooh! and I was like, oh, the TV is this is extended beyond the movie, and now this entire TV, nay, perhaps the house is plagued by by horrific visions. Then I like settled down. I was like, I, I can't win tonight. The lady spooked me, but good trying to blow out that candle. I mean that uh, that match. Eddie Spaghetti. Um, Eddie's not considerably younger than us. Uh, I, I would be interested to hear what spook. What spook? Nothing spooked me. You kidding? Life is spooky. It's quite the opposite. Everything spooks me. So I've never. I don't think I've sat through one full entire horror movie, like any famous one, besides The Shining, which I don't really count much. Yeah. Uh, I've never. 
I'm still haunted by Alan Houston's contract. Yeah. Sorry, that took me too long. Scream and the Freddy, Jason, Halloween, uh, zombie movies. Like, none, I can't do any of that. I don't like the negativity. I don't need that in my life. It, to me, there's yeah, no point with them. I don't, with you, I don't, Eddie. I can't sit there. I could, and I'm okay with blood and gore. I can, you know, I could sit through the grossest scenes of a Tarantino movie and it doesn't, I don't bat an eye. But movies like that, where it's just the whole point is like to escape a killer or something, I can't do it. And weirdly, I love. Uh, reading about stuff like what money was talking about, like real life serial killers. Like I could last night for whatever reason, I was reading about the Black Dahlia murders and why it hasn't been solved. Like don't I can't explain to you why I was doing it, but I just was. I love well, true I'm, crime action. Yeah, I'm super intrigued by that. Um, like Jack the River, whatever that kind of stuff. But uh, the the fake, uh, overly gross movies with the monsters or whatever. I the just saw. That's, not for me. That, that's so, the yeah. thing. I'm, yeah, I'm not looking for when I'm watching a movie. My my goal is to sit and relax rather than have my heart beating faster than it should be, and you know potentially hiding behind a pillow or two. That, that's I, not my yeah. that's oh, not wait, my TV so, viewing goal. There so, is something though about like the. I don't know, I, and I and I like them, but I, I think there are there is something about the cleverness of some of them. Um, like there, there's a there's a movie that's pretty recent. It's called A Cabin in the Woods, and it's great, and it's it's stressful, and you're on the edge of your seat, but it's very clever the way it was done. And I think you come to appreciate um, um, things like this. You know, uh, what was not not uh, not us? Get Out was great. That's a perfect example of like a stressful thriller, but it's very clever the way it's done. Um, and, I, and I think that's I can appreciate those. Yeah, creepy. But right. the idea of being scared, of being uh, of being terrified in the I, I don't get. I guess we're so we're the Iron Four here, or four scaredy cats is, is uh, oh, the coward. other name. Coward. I have coward. no interest. But for real, I really like what goes on in your head. Is your life that rosy that you can afford to spook yourself in your moments right. of entertainment? Like, well, I, I I I have enough terrors going on in my brain that I don't need some some outside influence adding to them. It seems. Very strange uh, to me. How we want to emote, right? I mean, movies are supposed to conjure emotions, and whether and I think there's you know there's a group there, there's a contingency that says I don't like sad movies. I don't I don't need to cry and and see a sad tale. Whereas other people eat them up. I just think it's one of those emotions that you're looking for. Like oh, I'd I'd rather be scared at something on the big screen than than something in real life. So maybe I get my my scares here, and uh, and that that I guess serves that emotional <laughs> that, assumes, that I otherwise wouldn't have. That assumes life, the actual life isn't going to present any right. Right. I'm, right. Just, I'm reserving them all for the movies. Oh, that's it. Thank goodness. That's I don't where I'm going to get them. Any, it's, it really is bad news, uh, kids out there. Eddie Spaghetti, I guess uh, you can be counted among them. I've noticed even within, not I'm not talking about 11-year-old Dave to now. I'm talking about like early adulthood Dave to now. One, I love roller coasters but the older i get the less i like the heights the less right. I, I can i that is I, just I, age i just That's hate also- that, ver- that vertigo feeling of like looking over the edge as it ticks up Ooh, it's, good tip it's here hey, i want to tell you parents this go on whatever your favorite amusement park is, they all have POV shots of the roller coasters now. Mm-hmm. And if you want Disneyland, if you have little ones and they want to ride, it's a small world. You can just go on search Disneyland rides and you get those POV rides. And it's super fun to do with your kids as a side note. But yes, even then I can't even go to like, um, uh, 
what's the one on top? Universal. Universal, all the rides are those projection POV well, kind of thing. Those are, those I, those screw you up. Like, I, I, really, those I get nauseated up. from those. Yeah, those will screw you up. And I can't watch, and, and scary movies now. My appetite for those has, has gone down even further than where it was. Like, I get so spooked. That, um, is, that is too bad. I, I think there are very few things uh, that are that are special moments for parents, like riding a roller coaster and, and looking at the kid next to you. And, okay. like, my middle my middle Parker is the one that I probably tortured the most. We went on Ghost, Ghost Rider is my absolute favorite roller coaster. It's at Knott's. It's one of the old school wooden roller coasters that goes, you know, it's just straight up and then you haul ass down and you're going super fast through that circle. Uh, I think she was maybe five when I took her on it. <laughs> And there's adults that like you see jumping out of line because they're too scared by the time. And there is something cool about that moment when they're looking at you like, hey, are, are you going to protect me here? Because it's going up and there's no way out. No way out. And then by the end of it, they're just laughing and giggling. Well, let's do it together. There is something special about that. We did that. We went to Legoland, which is obviously not known for its amazing rides. But I went with my daughter. Um, and at the end of the day, it was like the park closes at six or whatever. And they said, right, last ride we're going on. And it was, a, it was the littlest roller coaster. It was the kind of the easiest one, but it was still had a, 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 you know, a couple of, of jumps. For them. So, so we got back to the, you know, do the whole thing. It's great. And the guy is like, who wants to go again? And so all the kids on the roller right. coaster are like, yay, let's go. So then <laughs> it goes around again. We get back again and this time around all the kids are like one more time. So he's like, all right, off you go. Yeah. And it goes, and I'm not joking. Seventeen times later, we've gone, we've gone round, and everyone, the kids are like that again, and the guys like, and I'm like, please, will you let me off this roller coaster? <laughs> I cannot, even though it is like the slowest, easiest roller coaster in the world, I can't do this another time. And it's more, as much as anything else, it's my body is being like shook around and everything. I've dislocated my back at this point. <laughs> I was, I had to crawl off the roller coaster. I was like, kids, you go, you know, have another I need, twenty go. I need a funnel cake. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> You've had our funnel cakes, right, Hanson? I have. I've tried a funnel cake. I don't know why. Why would you make a funnel cake? What's the point of a funnel cake? Like a What's beignet, but a different shape. It's delicious. What's your What's problem the point? With a funnel cake. What do you mean? Fried dough and sugar, man. Fried dough and sugar. What's I guess. the point? Cut them off, Hanson. I, well, I maybe you know, I like yeah. keep them, but that's a warning. Right. I don't like. It. Okay. One thing I won't stand for is you disparaging our delicious funnel cakes. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Money. You're so right about the experience. It got sideways, though. There was no happy ending for it. We went on the Incredicoaster two years ago, and it was the first big oh, roller coaster. Love that. Um, the older kids went on. It's a great, it's a legit oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. great coaster. It's got a loop-de-loop. It's yeah. got a good oh, drop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's got some blo- – what I don't like is – like I don't like Space Mountain because I don't like being in darkness because then mm. you drop out without seeing it. That – feels like a cheat to me i like seeing the big uh, down the hill um we go but uh the kids because of the way the seats laid out i have to be in front and the two uh the then 11 year old nine year old were behind me and as soon as you hear uh dash incredible's voice hey is everybody ready okay here we go and they were excited and then his count on it is a little too fast dashing he's like five four three two one and it takes off as soon as it took off i knew that they were petrified beyond <laughs> <laughs> and, as a, and as a terrible parent as we went i was i, I thought to myself there's nothing you're locked in you cannot even turn around to see right. how they're doing 
may as well just enjoy the next two minutes. Like, what, what, what are you gonna do? You can't. I can't stop the ride. I can't do anything. I can't empathize. I could try to empathize, but you know, when's the next time I'm getting on this coaster? I enjoyed it, and as soon as we stopped, I turned around, and they both were uh, sobbing. They were both terrified. Oh. <laughs> right. But now they love coasters. Now they both love coasters, owed in part to our trip to Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh, PA. Used to be the best place for roller coasters anywhere and still has some really great ones. Um, and the other side of That's the. That's a shot at Ohio. Well, Cedar Point, we can talk about. But Cedar the, Point, now, Kings Island. So I'm not saying now. I Cedar Point, oh, Cedar Point is, to me is not. I want to make sure I acknowledge our Ohio friends listening to the podcast. Uh, you're uh, not going to get away with that, Western PA. Okay. In the range you're you're not going to slide that in there and get away with it. You start really living. One of the first times you really feel like a big uh, a grown up or some some sort of sense of what it is is when you are able really think about that. Come to think of it, watching horror movies is maybe one. But when you get to ride the you're tall enough and brave right. enough to get on the big coaster, the biggest coaster in the park. Scary. Some people don't too much for some people. I'll do it is is a great uh, yeah. right of uh, of great victory. Uh, Yes, for uh, I was going to say manhood, but uh, my sister did it with me. So whatever that made her a woman. Um, the, I, by the way, uh, I do want. I just quickly want to add. I also, um, I also harass my children on the roller coasters. Like I, I am, I am the arms up the whole time. Like you cannot put it down no matter what, and they'll be sitting next to me. And I'll be like, get your arms. Put them up! Put them up now! <laughs> As we're going through the whole thing. One of my kids, one of my kids loves it. The other one is humiliated by it. I, I, I really get a weird, like, um, Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker. When you, If you put me on a, a really big hill roller coaster, I cannot stop laughing. I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's not like something... That, I wouldn't be able to sustain right. a fake laugh. I can. I, it makes me uh, gleeful. The other side of the thing is, so the kids, but then Mo Damashek, what makes old Momo such a gem with her grandkids and otherwise is, and I put the pictures on social media and, and, and stuff, is I have images of her. She went on the crazy roller coaster in Pittsburgh, in, in Kennywood. I mean, like really crazy. Like the old man is like, oh, you can hurt your neck. And that's how old people are right. supposed to be on these things. Her in line <laughs> in what felt like 298 degree humidity uh, with the with us just standing in line. So it's this old this old bat, Mo Damashek standing there, and then her laughing on another ride at Disneyland with uh, Jean Claude Van Damashek, quintessential Mo roller coasters. They're great. We all agree. We did it, everybody. What a show! Finally. Fine. Can we? I'm so inspired by this. Once all this BS is over, can we all go on a roller coaster together? The cowardly Absolutely. four, the cowardly it. four, ride a roller coaster. We're going to knots. We've done. We've done. I'll do that. A, a, a plane cast. I think we did a plane cast. We've definitely aspired to do a boat cast. We at one point discussed having a vasector cast. Mm -hmm. Could we potentially um, do do a, a coaster cast? Coaster cast. I mean, yeah. Now we've now we've uh, we've spent the last eight weeks plus in each other's bedrooms. So we certainly right. can ride a roller coaster yeah, yeah. together. There's, yeah. Exactly. There's, we've we've got personal. The, uh, the last time I was at Knotts, and I believe it to be the finest in in all the land. It has it's some old rickety roller coasters. Uh, I think I can't. It's Montezuma's Revenge is what it's called here, but it's like the Incredicoaster, where it just launches you from a start, and it's just one loop up one loop back and that's it. So they have the old ones like that. And then they have the newer fangled stand up or your legs are hanging. And then they have the classic, mm. they have a brand new one where it's like uh, you're in like a car, right? It's four rows of four seats each. 
and you go straight up and then you hang and then it flips you over and you are staring straight down, straight down. before it releases you and you just drop straight kind of. So we, and so it, it twists happened. as well. And it twists. On the way like, down. Kind of yeah, yeah. So the, the, it was the last coaster I've been on before this happened. And we go quite a bit here in the old uh, Smith family. There was a, uh, a mom and her son right in front of me. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you load up and then it pushes you forward like 10 feet and you got to wait for the car in front of you to clear. And then you start going up. So as it has pushed us up 10 feet, her son is not crying so much as he is convulsing and sobbing. And he is like, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. Mom. He's probably 12, 13. And she's like, it's okay, honey. Excuse me, sir. Um, can we, can we get off? And he's like, not nope. I can do. And he's like, and he's just sitting there, and everyone in line is staring at him, and he's crying uncontrollably. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're you're beyond the dock. We can't back it up, but you're you're gonna have. But mom, I don't want to go. And, and, as, and as we move from our standing position to start our ascent, he's crying, and, all, and it's terrible. I'm laughing, right? All of a sudden, I just hear him as we start moving, go. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I love it, and I didn't even remember the ride because I was laughing so hard uncontrollably <laughs> that I could not. I, I was, and my daughter's laughing, and I'm like, "Don't laugh! It's not nah. just like." Oh, no. oh, I love that. I don't know outside of uh, without working blue and carnal pleasures or whatever. I don't know that there's a greater. Uh, joyous experience for the human being than a roller coaster now that i think about it and pretty I, great good, good day the smells of the amusement park and that what is that thing a calliope is that what that thing's called that like well, the calliope. is yeah. that what i'm thinking of that's yeah. that noise that's ubiquitous wherever you are in amusement right. park From the merry sort of like a, like a casino you hear the ching 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 ding 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 the constantly the the uh amusement park equivalent yeah um yeah, but Cedar Point, I my college girlfriend was a lifeguard at the water park thing. So when the water park would close at night, I mean, when the, the park would close at night, employees had free run of the joint. And we would oh, ride yeah. what remains one of the best roller coasters in the world, the Magnum. We would ride that, like you're describing, Hanson, we'd ride that three times in a row in a given night. It was, it was, it was um, a wonderful place. Uh, Cedar Point is one of the great roller coaster places. I haven't been around too many in Southern California, but Spaghetti, to shift uh, to shift over back to what I wanted to ask you, what's worse in somebody who's still in his twenties? Opinion is it worse? Because this is a this is a existential, you know, lesser of two evils kind of thing for people my for our our age. Is better to be cool? And go flat brim and tr- or whatever the style of the day is. At what point is appropriate to cut off? Like, who do you have less respect for? I guess you're not going to have a ton of respect for either one. Do you respect? I guess you can really, you know, look at it like this. Who do you respect less in terms of fashion? Dave Damashek, who's like, it's over. It ended 15, 25 years ago. The way Dave looks, this is it. Like Dave can't keep up with the latest fashions, you know, like that's it. Or Matt Money Smith, who despite his ever advancing age, (laughs) continues to be hip and now. Like he's, you know, he's super hip hip now. Yeah, but Money pulls it off. Money pulls it off, Dave. I don't think that's the right example. Money actually is able to pull it off. All right, who doesn't then? Who does it and doesn't pull it off? 
I mean, this is not um, even a name not, names. Go ahead. This is not do that. Like, am I? Do I? Do I seem like I try to keep stay hip? Is that? I don't feel like. I, yeah, I, do. I don't. Like, I was gonna say I don't get that vibe from money. I don't think money's a good example. It's not an offense to money either. You guys are just wearing like hats and a t-shirt and. Well, like, all I was saying clothes. is money's definitely cooler than Dave. Well, I mean, that's not. Nobody's debating uh, that part. But my, if you're a guy uh, at you know whatever age, if you're past forty and you're into fashion and you're into like what's cool and, and style, like yeah. uh, that to me, I don't know, have tolerance for that. I think. I mean, I coming from a, a kid a guy who's wearing a, a jersey uh, of a younger man and gym shorts and slides around his house constantly. Like, I don't know fashion, but I just, you know, I don't know. To me, just t-shirt jeans. I like to think, I like to think of it. If rips and zips are the two things, right? People who are trying to be cool, who are, who are uh, yes. of an older yeah, like generation, that, they, they like rips in their clothes. You look absolutely ridiculous. If you're wearing exactly. clothes age 40 and zips, that seems to be the other thing that seems to come with rips. Is what like does that mean? Zips. Zips. Well, a multitude of zips, especially, I think maybe this is like a British thing, but like wearing a jacket, which you obviously don't have to do that often in Southern California, that has an enormous number of zips that are not required. Um, and yes, there, there's a there's a look, there's a certain look of, of rips and zips that's like, you, you're too old for this. And even if you weren't too old for it, it's kind of, you look stupid anyway. I'm not trying to be hip. <laughs> <laughs> you just I tried to go... It. If I tried to go flat, Bill, this is how I would roll into the now that you're saying, podcast, and, and you would you would be able to, to appropriately say, right. "You dork, stop!" I or still, wearing it backwards. I don't go out of the house. I don't go out in public with the backwards hat, but I will sport the backwards lid around the house, and I don't think that's running afoul of anything. But it Was would this, be bad. Um, you can't, I can't go out spaghetti looking like this with a hat backwards hat though well, to the drugstore. Uh, right? See again, like I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm I'm very pro. Do what you want to do, and as long as you're happy with it, then go ahead and do it. Oh no, like God, I, you're the worst I, kind of person, Eddie. Saw, judge people, judge no, others. No, if I saw Dave walking around with the Fiendsters Union shirt and a backwards pirate hat, I'm like that guy is probably awesome. If I see a guy now who's during this pandemic going to CVS and like some high fashion that you would see on like, you know, uh, yeah, jewel jeans and an affliction shirt. You're going right. to judge him. You're not going to Eddie. You're not going to say, and you know what? Good for that guy. You know, oh. if that's what he's into, then good for it. No, you're going to say, Hey, that freaking guy has got diamonds on the that's, pockets. Of that's his fair. Jeans. <laughs> right. so don't give me the, uh, I don't judge anybody. I it's meant funny. more judging it's like you want to the hat backwards yeah yeah, yeah. i got you right. it's funny because i would judge as we're having this conversation if i saw spaghetti i likely would judge him walking around sure it's fair in a utah jazz um game Alternate, jersey yeah. and, and that head of hair i want you to ask the much Fun. more stylish and hip and attractive and otherwise plugged into what's going down ask your girlfriend jada what's the worst old guy move to be hip and now Oh, or yeah. to just be like, no question. Yeah, I look it. like look like it looks like he hasn't yeah, updated his that, wardrobe think, since 1994. She would hate the old wardrobe. She she thinks people who dress more hip and like into fashion style are better. She tries to like buy me stuff and dress me up, and I'm like, all right, that's going to sit in the closet for years. I'm never going to take the tags off. So <laughs> hope you're happy with that. Like that's Eddie, would she'll you mind push just, that. Would you mind just put turn your camera off and yeah. then go away for as long as it takes and come back wearing some of the items that she's bought for you? That, oh, that's you, good that you have put in the in the closet i wouldn't yeah. could you just go do that right now good. sure sure i can get it okay go ahead. awesome we'll, we'll, we'll uh we'll just talk oh, please i don't want to watch you get changed so please yeah. if that if that's involved um <laughs> you know donovan mitchell is hey, not I am with my, spy, my spider mitchell alternate 
that mimics the rock of the Utah mountains is going to come off. God, I love Eddie. I, I love the best. guys. I like the guys who basketball. I don't know. Like what would be, I guess you could get like a Stanley Roberts or something like that. No, like there's, that there's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, yeah. Hot plate Williams or somebody, something like that. There aren't that many examples of <laughs> heavy set basketball guys, but um, the, uh, I, I do love the guy who makes the choice to get the offensive lineman number. Like that, the, the guy who's walking around in the stands with number right. 73. Look, right. John Hanna, who that mook is. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have a great regard for that guy. Who else I don't have great regard for is I feel like we know that at the dawn of the 21st century, at least, and we know who the names are, these guys who have made millions upon millions of dollars by just hot taking it, whether they believe it or not, that's, that's besides the point. It's, this is going to get attention. It's such an easy formula to apply if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to be soulless. And there are three or five people who, like I say, are multimillionaires as a result of that as people hang on their word because they get great credit for allegedly making you think. Mm, oh, I haven't considered that side of it. Just take the minority opinion of everything and defend it tooth and nail, and uh, and you can be a millionaire too. Um, doesn't matter if you don't uh, believe what you're saying, right? Um, and and never mind that your bogus opinions will fold in on each other eventually. That you and they don't care. Yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, they don't, don't care about that. that. It's not it's not about being right. It's about being interesting. Um, how about both? Or uh, but anyhow, the those guys must feel like Pearl Jam feels or Nirvana feels when they look at Creed. Like the second iteration and the third, it gets worse and worse. These people now, in this spring of 2020, it occurs to me, I remember five years ago, hot takes were all the thing. Like, oh, I'm making fun of hot takes, misspelling and everything else. It seems to me it's gotten even worse. Is that possible? This stuff about like, Roethlisberger's a bum. You know, you know, it's not hitting home for me because it's the Steelers. It's just like, it is a good example of like you have no way of knowing what 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 the circumstance is with him, and yet you know for sure what's going to be. It's it, it seems more ridiculous than ever. Well, and they have nothing seems, else. It seems they have, right now. Nothing, they have, it seems not compelling else. at all. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm talking about roller coasters. Then, then yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> they, good. I mean, that's, that's it, more well, interesting hey, to me. It's what, what happens? You know, it's what happens, and and I think that's yeah. It's very hard to be a hot taker when there's nothing out there to hot take. You know, you just have to attach it to something else and embrace debate. And you take one side. Oh no, I think Ben's going to be great. You take that side. I'll take the Ben's washed up fat and uh, and worthless and let's go for five minutes and people will watch and and you got to pick a side. You can't, you can't say, cause no, that's the thing about sports fans is nobody's going to be. Uh-oh, fashion update. Hold Uh-oh, that pop money. Eddie, whoa. Yeah. I put on Why two shirts. Color popped? It's, I, I was stretching to put it on with the buttons and it almost snapped. So I had to uh, readjust. So the, the, the maroon so shirt. Does she wants you to be fat, more fashionable, but she doesn't want you to be as fat as you are. That's, that's problem number one is the weight. <laughs> uh, she, yeah. buys, she buys spaghetti clothes <laughs> extra small she wants to, 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 to yeah to describe the stuff that i'm wearing for the listeners the the first it's a t-shirt it's a maroon t-shirt but it's a medium it's a men's medium uh size that i you are not a medium in. man Eddie. no a size that i've not been for a number of years and the and then the outer shirt is a like a blue kind of it looks denim but it's not it's like a calvin klein 
almost shiny looking button shirt, down. Yeah. button down with buttons on the sleeves too. And it's um, it's like a shirt meant for like a guy to wear to a club, like One Oak that I don't the club attend. shirt. Yeah, so that, that those are these are two examples of it. Um, most of her pants, like the waist, like that's not gonna fit. So like those are up in the closet too. So uh, yeah, it's it's the wardrobe is uh, that's why I mainly wear jerseys and tank tops now. Society has bigger issues, but I submit here and now that Casual Friday has negatively impacted the way fellas, adult fellas, go through life because at some point the man decided. With, with, with a petty little gift like oh we can wear we don't have to wear a tie and coat on fridays oh we're living this is it thank you boss as though that's some the I, I, the lamest thing ever even worse is when they say let's have fun wear your favorite team jersey to work today or dress up for saint patrick like what grown-ups rejoicing yeah. about these opportunities um the uh but what has happened, as always does, when the man hold on, hold on, hold on, I got I got to follow up. I got to follow up, Dave. So you, because because I have this at, at the radio station. This this exists because radio station. You know the executives, the salespeople. Uh, they all used to show up to work in shirt and tie. A lot of them full suit kind of thing. Especially the the head of sales or the program director. All you know, and then mm-hmm. <clears throat> gradually it became. Ah, you know what? I don't need to wear the tie. I'm just going to wear a coat and a, and a shirt. And then it became, you know what? I, I can just come in a nice shirt and a, a really nice pair of jeans. And now basically I'm not saying they're slovenly, but for the most part, they'll wear polos. They'll wear jeans. They, you know, they're always wearing jeans, maybe a nice pair of, uh, you know, Lululemon pants or something like that. That's basically the outfit. So what's worse? The fact that that is now what is uh, appropriate or accepted attire in the workplace or, the the guy that's still holding on to the suit you know what i i believe in looking professional i i believe that you know i present myself in a professional way to my clients and to my coworkers, and it is important for me to look my best every day so i'm going to keep wearing the suit even though you're one of maybe five percent of the people that are still wearing a dress, suit. dress what i'm talking about one money <laughs> right it's, exactly. it, it's it's where we started it's it's the lesser of two evils and i'm not sure which it is that's the i i don't know neither one is a uh, uh, is a good look that that like um, corporate approved casual that now has insinuated itself into date night. Go out into right. Southern California restaurants well, right. the next time we're allowed to, and ninety percent of the fellas there will be dressed like Eddie Spaghetti is right they're now. They're in club shirts. They're they're, yeah. they're in the shirt that has a pattern, and then the the liner of the button on the inside is a different pattern. It's a different and then pattern. Underneath yeah. the, the cuffs is a different pattern, and it's like, aren't I super hip? Check out this shirt. Yeah. I love, I happen to love, (laughs) I've done it both ways. I, cause I, first of all, I love the old ball games. When you see the old uh, getaway games, you know, played in Brooklyn or wherever, and you see the black and white stills of it and all the businessmen are in shirt sleeves, almost as though um, they're in the same cult or something. Cause the black and white doesn't indicate that they're wearing light blue with their tie. It looks like they all have white shirts with black ties all watching a ball game and they they have a lot of them have their hats on i pine for that and i sign off on that and i never understood when i was a suit uh myself in the 90s in chicago people would always be like you know other guys in their 20s be like oh i can't stand this tie i can't wait to loosen this tie like 
Are you tying that correctly? If it's choking you, I don't think you're doing it. It's that cumbersome for you. Conversely, Chandler Bing was in a show that was about making a late night or making a SNL type show. Do you remember that show about a decade ago that was on NBC? On the it was a spinoff of Friends, or and it was no, no, no. It was like a it was an hour long um, show with uh, the guy Chandler Bing. I can't think of his name. Matthew Perry. Matthew, Matthew Perry, Perry. Okay. and he was the head writer of the show and he reprimanded he's like Vaguely no more familiar. looking like no more looking like outgrown kids in this <laughs> right at this writer's table we dress professionally and he made them wear suit and ties and that was obnoxious too it leaves me but then again the guy who when people like when Kimmel was in the early days of the Kimmel show, he was insistent. I want to break some rules. I'm not wearing a tie out there like you're supposed to. And it's like, yeah, but the effect is I get what you're going for, but the effect is ultimately that you kind of look like you've spent the night in the pokey and now you're meeting the judge in the courtroom the next day. When you wear the suit and the shirt underneath, but no tie, that's that effect. But you look like you have a public defender, you know, for whatever, whatever felony you committed last night, you know, kind of look. Dave, I, I, think thought we've said where, it I thought I thought where you were going though when you were talking about the the um, the Friday the dress down Friday thing is that the man has also said dress down but not not that much no right not, not, not what you would want to be wearing like dress down to an appropriate level that actually still isn't you right if you if you don't consider what you wear to work on Monday through Thursday to be reflective of you. You can wear what you want on Friday, but actually it's not what you want to wear. It's still at a level that like Eddie's certainly not going to be comfortable at because what Eddie actually wants to wear, although I've seen Eddie wearing this at work, is is the is is his jersey. Corporate approved fun. I mean, that's why office space is a gem of a picture because right. it it you know, as they say, it funny because it. it's true. I mean, all those beats are exactly right. I worked in corporate America in the cubicle doing sales and everything else. And the line that resonated the most for me was at the end of it. Well, now I can't even remember what the line was exactly, but it's essentially like you basically at the end of the week, you've done basically about 11 minutes of work. That's the, that's the big ruse, (laughs) the big bait and switch, even on this side of things that we get to flap our gums and crack wise and all that kind of stuff about sports and roller coasters and movies and music and otherwise that is more work ironically than sitting in the cubicle you can just get away with just shuffling papers so just move the stack of papers from one side of your cube to the other and no one really is going to know for years on end that hey uh you know dave in the in the corner cube over there like he doesn't do as far as we can tell hasn't done anything in about six years now you know I, that's what you can right. do. Okay. Uh, I saw him at the meetings. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I, I noticed he sent back some emails. Um, I don't know. I, it seems like he's doing stuff to me. I once got in trouble in uh, because it's endless. Corporate America is endless meetings. It's just like constantly yes. like getting together. Like, what are we meeting on every day? Why don't we, do we ever do anything? We just meet. Validating why you're paying me. That's what the meeting and, is. I'm validating why I get paid here. It's crazy. And we did the, and they're always team building, always team building exercises. Why do we have to, te- what, why, what, what, to, to what end? Um, the, um, and once there was a thing where everybody, all the salespeople were given a thing and you have to write 10 things underneath it. It was like, I am dot, 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 
and then 10 things about you so that, you know, presumably we'd all get to know each other even better. And uh, I went, uh, I went like, well, I, I'm Dave and uh, I am a little teapot short and stout. Oh, oh, did I get in trouble for that? One. I can imagine. That didn't go. Up. Well, it went over in the room, but then after the fact, it yeah. didn't go as it turned out, it didn't go. Yeah, there's a reason we do like, this, Dave. There's, like, did you hear the laughs though? That, did you hear the laughs? What are you talking about? They're like, I don't know what what game you're playing here, but you're not playing our game, Dave. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I would like to quickly just quickly to button the conversation about a corporate America. As someone who uh, who worked for the Lakers and went to every home game for six straight years, one of my favorite observations was the high percentage of guy who gets off work and for whatever reason thinks it's a good idea to throw the jersey over his white oh, his no. right work shirt and he's there with his, idea. with his kobe tank top with the the shirt underneath the sleeves are rolled up he's got and the, the collar, collar on top of the tank top and it's like you know you don't need to wear the kobe jersey just being at the laker game is good enough if you stand up and you cheer when he makes a basket they're gonna know you're rooting for the lakers but you know, you're talking about a few hundred, now nah, that might be an exaggeration, at least a hundred of them I would see yeah. every single game, every game, at least a hundred guys in, in work shirts with a tank top over it. It's unforgivable. That, that, I guess you're yeah, right. That, what you're getting at is authenticity, right? If you're coming from work, then you came from work and that's yeah. how you look and you got your suit and tie on and there's something to, I, my, my favorite thing uh well don't know i remember the old man when he would come off the golf course and uh we would uh we'd go to a swimming pool right near where he would golf and he would come over in his cleats his golf shoes which now are, have gone the way of the dodo right. bird but i never had more respect for a man who saved lives and everything as a as a physician and everything never had more respect for him than when he'd get off the golf course and come over and I'd hear his clickety clack, like he was a, a gunslinger, just uh, right. finishing somebody, a, a ne'er do well at high noon. It, um, you know, it would come over, click, click, click. That was the cool. So authenticity, eh? Sure. Exactly right. <laughs> Sorry, Hank. I thought you were going, I thought Hank was no, going. No, no, I, I, there's nothing. I mean, Dave's right. Of, uh, of course. All right. Do we want to squeeze in some, we didn't do any football talk here quickly. Cam Newton, where's he playing? Go money. Oh, you know what? A legitimate question for you as a chargers guy. We've, we've been around this and around this and around this for six months, at least now, legitimately. When you saw Phil rivers going downhill in that offense, do you buy the discussion we've had many times is if you can't rightly say that our team is put together and it is at optimal level to give us the chance to get to the Super Bowl. Do you feel the Chargers, with Cam Newton floating around out there, I know his medicals are TBD, but if somebody checks him out, the Chargers physicians look at him and, uh, and look him over and they say, wow, he's ready to go. He's better, it looks better than we could have imagined. Isn't it incumbent on this ripe roster, a team that legitimately looks like, if there's anybody out there that could challenge the Chiefs in the conference, it's the Chargers, but not with Tyrod Taylor and not with a young Justin Herbert, unless he's so electric on the level of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes that he can elevate the team, which, again, that's a little bit of a reach for a rookie to do. Isn't it incumbent upon them to say, all right, let's get Cam in here? Because we, and, and especially if it's like a one year deal, like I got to right. do a prove it thing because the league's turning its nose up at me. Shouldn't they go get Cam? Because they, they can get to the Super Bowl 
with Cam and they can't with Tyrod Taylor. Is that a fair statement? Um, I, I think they would if, if they thought that. I think, I think Cam, what I think people don't realize, Cam's very polarizing. You know, you really have to. And I think that's one of the great things about the Ravens and what they did when they decided to draft Lamar Jackson is they said, we are going to completely design this offense around this guy's specific talents. And it's been great. Um, And I think you have to do a little bit of that with Cam. Um, You know, his style of play is different, obviously, than what Phillip was. Now, it's very similar to what Tyrod is. And I think, you know, the... I think the issue that that you would have is just circumstance and the fact that we're going through this and a, you can't get your hands on him medically and B he can't be around you to learn the offense. You know, there's, there's no OTAs, there's no mini camps, there's no, you know, and I think that's probably why Tyrod's kind of their idea of, well, look, we, we might even have a bit of an advantage here, you know, and that he's been in this offense. It's the same coordinator, uh, the same players, so all we need him to do is is not turn the ball over, you know, 27 times between fumbles and interceptions in games that were one score. And, uh, and we feel like we're going to get into that that postseason. So my guess is that's what they're thinking is. And I also think just as and we've had this debate many times, I just think as a as a passer with, you know, the with what you need to do with that offense, what's available to you, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler out of the backfield. I think they look at it as, you know, you need a guy who's able to distribute a little bit more. Um, and, and I don't know if Cam, you know, and, and that's obviously always the, the, the kind of one versus the other is, did he have enough talent at the wide receiver and tight end position or was Cam just not great at, at, uh, at, at putting that ball all over the place? So I don't know. I mean, I, I totally understand your, your point. Uh, would you feel better about Cam taking snaps than Tyrod Taylor? If he was healthy and he's MVP level Cam, of course. I like, I just and it, by the way, yeah. I think Tyrod Taylor has been perennially kind of underrated. I, you know, the, when they handed him the keys with the Browns, he had Mayfield looming, and I suspect that probably gets in just about anybody's head. But yeah, horrible you, offensive you, line. Yeah, but it, it just, just straight up within the division, if you cannot rightly say, well, yeah, we we can compete with that team. I don't know. I just don't know that ultimately. But we've also talked about how good the defense has a chance to be. But anyway, I think what they're going to do and what you're starting to read a lot of articles on and hear a lot of people talk about is just the return of outside and wide zone and and how dominant it has been the last couple of years uh, with Sean McVay, with Kyle Shanahan. Um, and, and I think you're going to see a lot of that with the Chargers this year. And that's why they went out and got Trey Turner and why they got Belaga. And, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but. You know, if they're thinking of Sam Tevy at left tackle, he is super athletic, not a great pass blocker, but he was fantastic in run blocking and his ability to get out there and really get his hands on guys. Um, So I think you're just going to see a lot of that very similar to the 49ers, where if you believe Tyrod can play at a level Jimmy Garoppolo can, and I certainly believe that, um, then I think that's kind of how they look at this offense and and what they think they can do with with that running back room and, and the talent that they have. It seems like the Chiefs are so far and away the the favorite. I know a lot of people are hip on the Ravens. We have to wait and see what right. what what year two fully of that offense is going to look like. But I'm with you completely that the key to what they did was they didn't just say, yeah, Lamar's our QB now. Uh, they said, now we must build the entire offense right. just to suit this attack that we're going to do. It's interesting. I guess run away from Chris Jones and company because what they do have going there is that plug in the middle there. And I guess if you start moving around um, those guys, anyway, I, it, it's a curious one. And the yeah. other one I have for you is um, handsome. 
the other fun, I, the Ravens should, I don't think I'm going to try to hot take you that the Steelers are going to win the division, but I think the Browns are going to be good. Who's the second best team in the AFC North handsome, Hank? The Steelers. You think the Steelers? If, I think the Steelers are, but I think it is. The, I'm not. I'm certainly not going to do the hot take on Ben Roethlisberger's trash. But I do think that they, to me, if you're looking at a landing spot for Cam, that's the right place because Ben obviously has been injured. How and, would that be though? Unless he gets hurt. Unless Roethlisberger gets hurt, there's just no way well, that, that, that would ever happen. Like, but but it's more likely based on the recent evidence. It's more likely that he will get hurt he than, will, it, yeah. than, than he won't. And they they saw last year they were a playoff team that that ultimately failed because they didn't have an adequate backup. They haven't really addressed that to the extent that they need to. And look, this might be Ben's last season, so why wouldn't you plan for the future and bring in a guy that potentially is either your future starting quarterback when Ben does retire, or can be the bridge to the guy that you draft? Because the answer to that is the answer to that is is that it ignores. I'm not being snarky to you, but people keep saying that it ignores the reality of how contracts work and and how the operation goes if cam newton let comes in all right i'll sign uh, i'll sign under the premise that i am ben's backup in case he gets hurt this year like what's the one-year deal well, it doesn't guarantee him anything if roethlisberger ends 2020 yeah, with but, like but, you know, but, right now, world- now like what does that that doesn't mean anything for cam's like okay now resign me then Steelers, and it would be it- the same thing as and again, he's atrophying on the sideline, assuming he doesn't play. The best move for Cam is at this point, I think the money's what money's getting at is, or maybe you too, handsome, is wait and see. Somebody's yeah. inevitably gonna get yeah. hurt. Gonna get hurt. Go in go. there and take over. Oh, don't if, commit to any backup. In the current situation, in the current situation, if they don't, what you're looking for is I guess, you know, potentially what Jameis Winston was was doing was where is a place where I can go and a have a chance of starting based on injury obviously you're not rooting for anyone to get injured but also b where's a place that I can establish myself and potentially have the opportunity to to sort of slide into a spot with it what else is a, a pretty good team I, around you I know I know the the team has impacted the way teams can look at guys or not they don't have a chance to do the medicals on cam and and all that but it seems crazy to me that the Jacksonville Jaguars who allegedly want to win as many football games as possible this season no, they don't have decided no, yeah well no, they, they don't, don't but I'm sad but they if, want if, Trevor that, Lawrence. if that's, that's what that's you're saying Gardner Minshew over Cam Newton is is a, is a ridiculous idea. And by the way, if two is your guy, long-term, fine. Talk about a one-year deal of transition guy. This Ryan Fitzpatrick jazz, I guess that makes better. I'm sorry. Now yeah. I just got my own way. That does make better sense. You don't want Cam looming. No, Cam, Cam, yeah, Cam looming is not good for a rookie. The fight Cam, over who gets Cam, number one. You know, that would be that. Dan, that I would like to pose the question to you, Dave. Who is the second best team in the AFC North? I mean, I'm in the same place I was going into last year, which was that the the Browns roster, um, the right. offensive line a year ago aside, was just looked loaded. Like it was, it was like, good luck making a case. My case against the Browns a year ago was Freddie Kitchens, and I was proven correct on that one, right. obviously. Like when, I, this guy's definitely going to do it. The guy who's never done it before, he's definitely – the guy who has uh, the keys to unlock all the, the Browns fans woes of the last right. four decades. Um, that's fixed. The offensive line is, fixed. is fixed. And um, I mean, you'd rather have their receivers. You'd rather have their running backs. You'd probably rather have their offensive line with Stanley and Wills and Betonio and Shredder now. I mean, it's, 
and their Obviously, defense, their defense has I mean. at minimum a bunch of playmakers, if yeah. nothing else, that'll turn Enzo you over. Miles Garrett, like that's it, it is. If it doesn't happen this year, I don't know what to say. Like I, to me, it's it is set up where it should happen. I, I it should be. But we talked about that the other day, and then we'll cut this off. We've gone on more than uh, enough. But um, the as we rank the divisions, or like uh, the, I think the the good gauge of that is aside from the division where your rooting interest lies what division would you most want to watch we can make a pretty strong case for the afc north to see year two of the mvp lamar jackson and what that ravens team can do fun to look at them the browns with baker mayfield fascinating at minimum and potentially a breakout team this has got to be it though for baker because you can point to Peyton manning through a bunch of picks in year two and you know got a little sideways in his sophomore year Plenty of time for Baker to turn it around, but if he doesn't, that's fun to watch. And then you have the Hall of Famer in Roethlisberger and then Joe Burrow to see what goes, number one pick. goes on there. But um, I don't know, man. That it, the, the thing, the underreported thing and the irony in what I'm about to say is Roethlisberger misses all of last year. James Conner hurt for a lot of it. Levy and Bell misses basically two years. Antonio Brown sideways, Stephon Tuitt, and then most significantly Ryan Shazier. All those things are um, absences from the starting lineup and key uh, absences. And yet I still feel like the Steelers have largely dodged the uh, the injury thing. And that's what could be their undoing. If they, if Cam Hayward or TJ Watt, where there's just no legitimate depth there. I mean, if TJ Watt gets hurt, well, then that's the end of the season for the Steelers. You know, they, they're they're not going to. Or if Minka gets hurt, they they just don't have. That's free agent era football. I mean, I think I still everywhere you look, and there are a couple guys defense. that they don't. Their defense should be. Over, yeah. I'm not if they can stay healthy, they should. Yeah. That defense should. Yeah, that be that defense is better down. than the Browns' defense. Right, and so. this year, especially given that we may not have as much time, you know, for teams to practice during training camp, and who knows about preseason and everything else, it feels like talent level on defense, where you know you you always say the offenses are sort of catching up, could be the thing that differentiates teams, at least in the first half of of the season, to have you know that that is going to be even more of an advantage than it would be normally. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I know it's easy to say uh, this is, this is, I, I really do. I know that you will laugh at this comment. I really do try. I don't consider myself a homer, even though you guys do, because yes, I have, we definitely do. I know you do. That's fine. May I finish? Sure. And I, mean, I just felt like it was important for us to acknowledge that yes, you're correct. We yeah, do because I said it before you said it, so you don't. It doesn't. It's not a victory for you when I've already said that it's. You true, tried to I, take it away from us, and that's ours. That's right. Yeah, that's ours. Now, no. I like. I'd like to see things happen, but that doesn't get in the way of what I think will happen. I However, I feel that if Roethlisberger <laughs> is at all right. <laughs> That should be. I, 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 I can be objective. I can be objective, and I'm being objective. But but I, I am being objective. I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's ready to go. But if his but, if, if the early if returns is, on him throwing it, no better. If his arm. That's right. That's right. If his arms all right, I'll take him over Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, and Joe Burrow, and that's it. That the that's the end of it. I don't. I'm out. Say whatever you want. I to to you. I say fat. That's what I say. If seven's ready to go, what are we? What are we talking about? That that should so be. Wait, I just want to make sure because you have pressed me on this player multiple times, trying to back me into a corner and get me into trouble. If you can have 
for the 2020 campaign, Lamar Jackson or Ben Roethlisberger, you want which player? I mean, it, you're going to have to put the asterisk on it, though. You I don't know? want an asterisk. No, it's, no, it's a simple no, question. No. You can either have the league's reigning hey, MVP, I lo- I lo- you know the what? league's reigning MVP, okay. or right. coming off a missed season, 37-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. Which no, one would you prefer? Lamar Jackson might not have been the MVP if, if Ben had been able to play last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, look, it's spaghetti. Congratulations. You got a big laugh. Spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> Eddie's, Eddie's, he's deflecting right now, guys. You see this. He's deflecting right now. Eddie's spaghetti's on, Eddie spaghetti's on for QB is uh, standing out on the curb if you need him. Um, hey, hey, that's Daniel, not Daniel this conversation, Jones, okay? Daniel Jones will probably have a better season. Come on, than answer the arm, question, Dave. Big Ben. Come whoa, on, whoa, Dave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Eddie, Eddie, don't move us off the point. I right, have not answered the question. Spaghetti's, I just want to honor Eddie's you don't need Eddie's to. point to differentiate someone who wants to see things and someone who is deluded. Eddie Spaghetti just said Daniel Jones is going to have a better season than Ben Roethlisberger. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm poking the bear. Now, Dave, hey, come on, Dave, answer the answer question. the question. You get to cho- you get to choose 2020 campaign, Ben or reigning MVP of the NFL, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> in in the system that he's in, and you just, basically uh, they say, "Hey, we'll swap." However you like. However you like, whatever, however you want to, basically you are just moving those two guys. I mean, listen, if he, if seven, if seven <laughs> is ready, let's get to heaven. Here we go. Steelers. That's what I want. That's okay. let's do it. for the record. I just want to make sure we have that for the record. You, I yeah. mean, I, I don't want to belabor this. I, everybody has things to do with their life, but your contention is that the guy who has had one stellar, Marvelous season. I'm just a guy asking a question. Okay. That's all I'm doing. I'm just asking you. Would you rather it's, have the guy that has set the league it, on fire? Wait a second. That, set the league on fire? One guy's been in three Super Bowls and won two of them. What are we talking right, about? Right. I'm talking about One's going to the Hall of Fame. One guy's definitely 20, going to the Hall 20, of Fame. 2020. Exactly. You know who else is going to the Hall of Fame? Eli Manning. Right. Eli Manning is going to the Hall of Fame. He's won two Super Bowls. And, and I would star. rather have Lamar Jackson quarterback my team than Eli Manning. I'm all, all right. That's why I asked the question. And Eli I bet Manning. Eddie would agree that he would rather have Lamar Jackson quarterback his team than Eli Manning in 2020. Turn I mean, board. if you float that out without any context, if you just say Dave is a Dave is an idiot because because he's like rather. It is not crazy to say that I am suspicious of what will happen to Lamar Jackson. How's it feel? This is something you put on us all, all oh, the time. Now oh, I want you to admit. You're, oh, you're still not a believer, huh? Oh, oh now, now I want you to Now you think you can throw? Now I want you to admit something, Money. Sure. That Michael Jordan mm-hmm. is a jerk. Oh, clearly he's a jerk. I don't know if I, I mean, I, I appreciated watching the bulls win a bunch of championships as a Chicago bulls fan back in the day. Absolutely. But I, yeah, I mean, come on. The, 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 uh, the, just quickly, the scene of him laughing at Gary Payton, I think was the biggest indictment of his jerkiness. It's like, Hey, no, Gary roughed you up in that game. That's five. exactly right. So, That's uh, the point. so it maybe right. just acknowledge that he did, and now at the same time, you know, when you talk 
like we had Scotty Burrell on yesterday on the show. Uh, and, and he had said he felt like he's like, I feel bad for Mike. He's like, you know, everybody's like asking me. Oh, he was such a bully. To you. He's like, that guy was the best teammate I ever had. He oh, invited really? me to everything. He's like, he always invited me to everything. He always wanted to see how I was doing. He goes, he goes, that stuff that you saw, that's just, you know, grabbing ass. Two guys getting after one another, having some fun. He goes, I never took it as anything that that this guy was trying to get me to. He goes, and I never played. He goes, I felt like I played, you know, he had. I asked him, I was like, because you were in that game seven. You had to play like six minutes in that game seven against Indiana. And he's like, without the way Mike treated me that year, I don't play the way I play in those seven minutes, those six minutes. He goes, I was ready. I wasn't nervous. I got in. I knew I had a responsibility. And he goes, those things prepared me. Um, but yeah, if you were to ask me just yes or no, Jordan jerk. Yeah, total. Jerk. I just, I, the, the, the thing my takeaway is, and we'll wrap it up is that again, as much as it's floated as a documentary, which equals to most people, some objective representation right. of what happened. Not. This is, this is Michael's spin on his legacy and he still comes off. I, in my opinion, pretty bad. Not, I mean, he's not a felon or anything like that, but he's kind of this one-dimensional. He's, as I described him, he is both sides of the, the the two stars of Whiplash. He is both the overbearing, evil dictator of a teacher, and he's also the student taking it all, pushing himself to get better. It's a, you know, he's he's both of those parts, and that's fine that he is the ultimate competitor, except for the fact that. How many ultimate competitors step away not once but twice? The ultimate, all the Kevin Durant is a, oh, he's a coward because he chased rings by going to a good team. And uh, LeBron is uh, had to go to Miami. Like Jordan retired in 98 because he knew Pippen wasn't coming back. And by the way, the spin on that jive that is like, yep, it was Kraus and Reinsdorf. There was no way Pippen was ever coming back. It was over. So to take that parting shot, like, yep, we could have kept on going, but it wasn't up to me. Like, yeah, it was up to you, Michael. And by the way, you retired because the team wasn't going to be good and you didn't like that fact. And why KD and LeBron have to wear that, but you don't. Then you do. There was a, the little matter of the Washington Wizards. And by the way, after that, the humiliation. The, you haven't even fluked your way into relevance as an executive. You know who has? Mario Lemieux, the greatest figure for one franchise in sports history. Throw your head around all you right. want, Spaghetti. That's a statement of fact. That's an objective statement. That's documentary worthy. Throw your head around all you want, Spaghetti. I thought, wait a minute. I thought your I thought your issue with the documentary thing was that there is bias built in. If you were to oversee the Mario Lemieux Mario, documentary, there would be incredible bias included. It would not be a documentary. It would be a sports film, much like The Last Dance was a compelling and wildly entertaining sports film. It wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't be very compelling because because uh, there's no dirt. The, the worst thing he ever did was um, what, the, the most disgraceful thing that people would kiss. Oh, boy. At. We got to wrap this up. Is that he said uh, he would uh, he wouldn't order the fries with his sandwich coming off the golf course. Uh, a uh, a uh, 15 minute, I mean, uh, a month before the season got going. That, that's about right. as dirty as it got for 66. All right, we're going to go now. I've had more than enough of all of you, but I uh, I look forward to doing it again next week. Next week. No, uh, yeah, I want, I want you to get dolled up in your uh, Friday best. Yeah, get, get, another yeah. club shirt. Another club shirt. By the way, another last, Marv hat. Last dance, it ended perfectly, too. That's That was the best part of the whole documentary. Yeah, just ignored the, the like yeah the last no, you know years of that. I cranked no, the volume. You know what he's getting at. You know oh, what he's getting I'm at. Sorry, I forgot. Yes. yes Terrible sorry. Pearl Jam song. 
Okay. That's how. That's why he's saying it. I always come out on top. <laughs> you always come out on top. Always come out on top. See, all the shots all right. come at me. I just stay quiet. the 04 draft. Um, yeah. All right. Handsome Hank, what a pleasure. Matt Money Smith, double for you. Eddie Spaghetti, you look dynamite. I want you to spend the <laughs> the rest of the week in that outfit. Dude. Just uh, unchain, yeah, unwashed, whatever. You're gonna. It'll be like. That's how you'll wean her off of trying to dress you like this. It's like oh, the parent idea. who good finds idea. his finds his finds the kid smoking a cigar. Like, okay, now go in the closet and smoke all smoke those the cigars. Whole thing. Wear that endlessly, and she'll be like, "Please get on that Stop disgusting yeah. orange tank top of uh, Spider Mitchell again." <laughs> all right. Uh, so, I think we've said it all. There's we've nothing said it all. left to be said. <laughs> we we'll talk to you in a week. <laughs> um, until then. For Handsome, Matt Money Smith, Eddie Spaghetti. Um, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.